Welcome to the She Finds Joy podcast, where I teach you how to step into the arena of bigness, all the while creating more joy along the way. That's right. We are capable of reclaiming our power, our purpose, our boldness and bravery, and putting our bigness into the world. I'm Kim Strobel, your truth-telling, real-talk happiness coach, who believes in giving you the tools to create a life you really love. After all, when we're playing in our arenas of bigness, life gets better as we get bolder. So buckle up for the no BS, zero fluff advice that gives you the small steps for big joy. Hello, everyone, and this is going to be a solo episode. I have had so many guests on the She Finds Joy podcast, and I was thinking the other day, I need to get back to doing some solo ones, because if you're in the She Finds Joy Facebook group, you know that I have a lot to talk about. Also, real quick, if you're listening to this podcast, it's super important that you uh, scroll down and write a review. This kind of helps us like get our word out and help others find out about us. And I really appreciate those of you who are sharing my podcast with other women who you know are looking to find more joy in their life. So today's topic is really about how do we move out of stuckness and walk through our fears in order to follow our dreams? You know, there are so many of us who have these dreams that are whispering to us. We hear those little nudges, those little whispers. We get those ideas, but we are so afraid to act on them. We tell ourselves that we're not good enough, that we don't have the skill set, that we would be a failure, that we wouldn't succeed, that people would make fun of us and see that we're failures. And those are all real feelings. But the thing is, as women, I really believe in the power of us walking through our fears and listening to that voice that is trying to tell us the time is now. The time is now to start taking steps towards your dreams. I I think the research is so fascinating when it says that women doubt themselves so very much compared to men. And I think it's that um, a man has to feel like he has 30% of the skill set to apply for a job. But us women, in order for us to apply for a job, we feel like we have to have like 90 or 95% of the skill set. So, so why is that? Why do we as women don't have confidence in ourselves to figure it out? We figure out stuff all of the time. And I think a lot of this goes back to the generations of women who have come before us, who have been told over and over and over, you are not enough. You don't have what it takes. You don't compare to the man. You are less than. But you know, that is not the landscape anymore. And as women, it's time for us to change that for future generations of girls. It's interesting. I was actually having this conversation recently at the dog park. I took my three dogs, George, Sophie, and Oscar, to our little dog park. And there was a man there that I happen to know is a pastor. And he asked me some interesting questions. We got talking about spirituality versus religion. 
And he posed this question to me, and this is all going to make sense after I get through the story about how women are afraid sometimes to have a voice or to state an opinion or to go after that dream that they really want to go after. And so we were having this conversation all around spirituality and God. And he said, you know, Kim, how are you serving God? And I was immediately like, well, for one thing, I'm serving God because I've saved 112 dogs. Uh, for those of you who know me, you know that um, I'm a huge animal rescuer and we're actually rescuing a dog from Mexico right now that my husband and I met all the way back in March. She was a stray beach dog that um, I could not leave behind and then COVID came in and long story short, uh, we're getting our Luna flown here in just a couple of weeks. So I was telling him that, you know, when I get to the pearly gates and God kind of wants to review and go over my transgressions and tell me the things that I didn't do well enough or that I did wrong, that I'm going to look right at him and I'm going to say, God, but what about those dogs? And he's going to let me walk right on in. And so I was telling this pastor this and, you know, he, he kind of giggled and I was telling him, telling him like the other ways that I believe that I serve God. I believe I serve God by teaching women to step into the arena of bigness, by teaching others to have healthy habits and take little one degree steps towards making their life something that they really love from the inside out and that I serve the education world and I serve the teachers and I work on mental and emotional well-being and that I've been able to take my own trauma and my own struggles and turn that pain into something that is purposeful, that is a light for others so that they know that they are not along, that, sorry, that they are not alone, that they're not isolated, that they're not wrong and that there's hope out there for all of us. And I was thinking, as I was telling him this, I was thinking really about that my way of being of service and serving God is really the work that I do with people, right? The ability to connect with them, to share the struggles, but also kind of plant the seeds of hope. And I was, as I was telling him this story, it really did kind of make me reflect back on the fact that we all doubt ourselves. We all struggle to walk through fears. We all have dreams, but we're afraid to say the dream or believe in the dream or take a step towards the dream. And it got me thinking all the way back to the year 2015 when I was first considering launching Strobel Education. And I was full of doubt. I was worried that I was putting my family's financial security on the line. I was worried that this would be another opportunity for people to pounce on me if it didn't work. I was worried that I was giving up a strong, stable, good job with a reliable paycheck in order to chase this dream of what I thought I could do and be out into the world. And I was recently rereading uh, Steve Harvey's book. I love Steve Harvey's book, um, act like a success, think like a success. And I'll put that in the show notes. But he has this quote, right? That says, the difference in the dash between the day you were born and the day you die can be the difference between perishing and sacrificing your dreams. And perishing, according to him, 
is when you live this very kind of mundane existence and you don't even realize it. You don't realize that you're just merely existing. You tell ourselves that, you know, you have a good enough partner, you have a good enough uh, job, you have a good enough life, but deep, deep down inside, you really don't feel fulfilled. And one of the reasons I talk about this is like, we need to reach for exceptional. Like, I don't think it's good enough to just live the same day over and over again and just be somewhat satisfied with life. I think there's a fire in each of us that wants to do and be more, that wants to wake up feeling excited about life, that wants to pursue that dream or that passion or that new skill, or wants to take the time to discover who they really are from the inside out. And one of the things that Steve Harvey really got me thinking about is what do I want that dash to mean? Do I want that dash to represent every dream or intuition that I didn't follow because I was too scared or I wasn't willing to be uncomfortable? Or do I want that dash to be filled with, yes, some failures because at least I tried, I gave it a shot and I'm going to succeed at some of those things, not all of those things, but some of those things. But I think we really do need to stop settling for the, the mundane. You know, I, I'm not saying that everything is super excitable and shiny and bright and sparkly every hour of every day. But one of the things that I have taught myself through the learning is that there is a fire in my soul and it wants to be seen. It wants to be heard. It wants to walk the earth and it wants to have a vibrant step to it. And we all have that very divine spark that wants to show up. And everybody's is different. Not everybody wants to be on a stage with thousands of people like I do. Not everybody wants to be an extrovert and connect with people and talk to them like I do. But what I do know is that each and every one of us, if we take the time to listen to the voice, that we can find that spark again. And we can begin to bring more of that into our daily life. And so when I was rereading that chapter about perishing and perishing is when we're living kind of this mundane life that we're even afraid to admit, right? Because that's the other thing we do is we over dramatize how good things are in our life so that we can feel better about our current situation. But there's so many of us that are really just kind of existing. We're living a comfortable life, but, you know, we go to the same job day in and day out. We don't feel good in our job. That's not really serving us. It's not lighting a spark in us. And here, you know, there's something that I teach a lot of the people that go through my She Finds Joy program. And there's this, I don't want to say the word balance because I don't like the word balance. I feel like If you're striving for balance, you're never going to get it, right? There's times in my life when I have enough relaxation and there's times in my life when I'm working 80-hour work weeks. I mean, it's this waxing and waning. So I'm not going to go for the word balance here. But one of the things I teach people is we have to think about how can we chase our dreams and have our goals, whatever that goal is, 
Okay. Like it's okay to have goals. Maybe your goal is I can't wait to have a family or I can't wait to purchase that home. That's going to give us more space or, um, you know, all of these things that we want. But the problem is, is that it's great to have dreams and to chase after those dreams. And we want you to listen to the whisper. We want you to listen to the intuitiveness. We want you to take action, even though it feels uncomfortable. Okay, that's how you get to your dream. But one of the other issues is that we play this what if game, right? Or sorry, when if game. So like, we have these goals, I want to lose 15 pounds. So we tell ourselves, I'll be happy when I lose 15 pounds. I'll be happy when I arrive at some peacefulness in my life. I'll be happy when I'm through this stressful period in my job. I'll be happy when COVID is over. I'll be happy when my partner finally begins to help around the house. I'll be happy when we can finally have children or I'll be happy when our children are finally able to raise themselves. And the problem with this formula is that when you play this this win game, I'll be happy when you're constantly putting off your joy and happiness because you're, you're tying your joy and your happiness and, and that desired outcome. You're tying it to the outcome. You're saying, I am not allowed to feel good right now in my life until I've achieved that particular outcome. I'm not allowed to feel happy right now until I have the ideal body weight, until I find the right partner, until I have a different job, until I make more money. And so what happens is you attach your happiness to a long-term or desired outcome. And so one of the things that we teach is two, two different things. One, even though you have not reached your dreams yet, and we're talking about dreams and we're talking about walking through the uncomfortableness and going after that thing that lights a fire in your soul, we also want you to have those dreams, but do not attach your level of happiness right now to the outcome of that dream. Because we want you to be able to find your happy in the now. So that's step number one. Find your happy right now. Even if your life isn't where you want it to be, even if you don't have the things or the situations or the experiences that you want to have yet in your life, we want you to be able to look through the lens of your life right now and still be able to find all that is good because that's how you send the right energy towards your dream. So, even though you haven't reached that particular outcome or dream yet, you haven't lost the weight or found the partner or bought the bigger home or gone on this vacation, don't put your happiness off and postpone it until you reach a desired outcome. We want you to look around and find your happy right now. The other second important piece is you do need to have a vision for your life, people. You need to have something you're striving for, no matter what your age is. Again, we're not attaching our happiness to that, but we know that one of the things that brings a sense of fulfillment and alivement to a person that helps them live an exceptional life is when they have a vision and a dream for their life. And that's exactly what I help women do in my program. You know, I know that there are people who are retired who have a vision for their life. They want to learn to water 
watercolor for the first time, or they want to learn how to play pickleball, or they want to learn a new foreign language like my friend Loretta did in retirement. We have to have a vision. We have to have something that we're striving for that helps us grow and brings us alive. And so, you know, we got to think about this. We, we cannot keep not listening to the call of the divine spark that is in you that is saying, I am here and I want you to pay attention to me and I want you to bring me forth. Okay. Because when we're talking about that state of perishing that Steve Harvey talks about and we, we bring that into perspective and we realize that one day your life will come to an end whether you want to believe it or not. And there will be a casket and a hole in the ground with your name on it. Or for me, I'm personally going to, you know, have my body cremated and burn up in, fr- in flames. But the kind of, you know, homegoing service at your church, the celebration of your life that they have, it's not going to be based on the amount of flowers that surround your casket or how well the choir sings your favorite hymn. The only thing that will matter, my friends, is how well you use the dash between the day you were born and the day that you die. And I want you to think about how can you start to live your life thinking about how your dash will make a difference in this world. Because, my friends, we all have that divine spark that is calling for us to show up and really be seen in this world, to feel excitement and joy and love and a sense of connection and fulfillment. And frankly, I don't think that good enough is good enough. I want you to reach for exceptional because exceptional is what you were born with. We did it. Thank you so much for listening in on the She Finds Joy podcast today. I'm honored to share this space with you, and I hope you keep showing up as the real you in this world. As always, this conversation will be continued in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to kimstrobel.com forward slash she finds joy to connect with other joy seekers just like you.